Big boobs? Little boobs. Curvy? Petite. Introvert. Extrovert? Loud. Quiet. You, my friend? Perfect. Exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves. And I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? Hello, Nikki and Terry, and thank you so much for being a part of Confident in Your Curves. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having us. No worries. (laughs) Uh, Let's get started with what you love most about yourself right now. I'm happy to go first. Go for it. Um, I was actually like speaking to Terry about it like before this and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say because I'm currently like not feeling myself and just you know, those days that you have. So one, I thought that was good to just bring on and mention, like sometimes you just don't feel confident in your curves. Um, But I think as well, we focus on the physical and not focusing on the physical. I think right now I'm just loving like the empathy that I'm showing in all my different aspects of work, which I've kind of written down as a strength to just focus on. So, 100%. and that's an yeah. incredible like feature to have. Like, scream that totally. empathy is incredible. Yeah, yeah, such a yeah. strength. So, and I feel it's like uncomfortable to say that you're like, I'm so empathetic. It's like, oh, yeah, but but <laughs> but you could easily pick up a negative and be like, this is what I don't like about myself, and it's really like that kind of focus on the good. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which I think everyone, like, goes straight to physical but forgets, like, emotionally and, you know, their EQ or IQ, like, focus on that as well. So, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Totally. And I I was thinking about it kind of down the similar route. Um, I think something that I'm really proud of myself at the moment is how I feel – with my relationship with food and my relationship with myself. And I know that kind of is like the whole thing, but I think, I think that's what I'm, that's what I like about myself is um, how far I've come. And, um, you know, obviously we've all got, got places to go. um, But that's, that's something that I'm really liking about myself and staying in a positive headspace and being able to help others with that or hopefully and that sounds like it's been a journey for you and not something that like you've always kind of felt about yourself totally (laughs) totally I definitely like it's been a huge journey and until you have that like aha moment of like oh okay this is what's going to change my life Uh, like until you have that that moment it's very hard to get out of um for me, it was diet culture and body image issues and um, poor relationship with food. Um, and until you have that moment, you'll never get out. And you always think, oh, people say, yeah, just like prioritize health or whatever it is. And you're like, I can't do that. I need to count my calories. I need to, I need to fit into my dress. Like it just, yeah. they, they don't add up. So and, and until it does. And like, there's just, that's, it's just that mentality switch, which is, that's what I'm, I'm proud I got there. That's awesome. If you don't mind sharing and totally understandable, if you don't, do you remember your aha moment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I'm, I'm a dietitian. So um, basically like while I was studying and learning, I think I, I was so 
focused on how I looked um, and how I looked to others and how I compared to others as opposed to what how I was feeling and what I was eating and the how I was eating it and all of that kind of, you know, um, that stuff. And then um, I was asked to be on a panel about how um, diet and nutrition, uh, what was it? it was, it was exercise and diet as preventative medicine. That was the topic. Um, and <laughs> I know, and I was like, so out of my depth, <laughs> like on, on a, like speaking with professors and, you know, all these people. And I was like, oh my God. So I was like, I need to do research. <laughs> and I sat down and I got on Google Scholar, I was my best friend. And I listened to podcasts. I I just did all this listening and I was like, oh my God, I forgot that what we eat changes how long we live. Like that is mind blowing. It's not just what you eat changes how you look. It changes how long you live and how well you live. That's insane. Mm. And that was my aha moment. And from then on, I changed my entire diet and my entire mentality just changed with it. Yeah. And I think uh, before we started recording, we were having a really interesting chat about listening to your body and how like sometimes it does just want you to sit on the couch and eat a block of chocolate. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's kind of the intuitive listening and trusting your body's kind of requests. Totally. And I guess it's thinking like, what is my body telling me? And, you know, if I'm sitting on the chocolate, uh, just sitting on the chocolate, if I'm, if I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> e- eating a block of chocolate, Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm doing that, feeling guilty about it, but can't stop myself from doing it anyway, Why? Is it because I'm feeling deprived of it and I'm needing it? And then my body is telling me maybe I'm not eating enough during the day. And, you you know, that's how the whole yo-yo diet starts of, you know, restricting and then binging and then restricting and then binging. But if you actually let yourself just binge when you need to because your body is telling you to, that eventually you know, it, it, it loses your body, it, it loses its appeal, but your body tells you you don't need to anymore. It's no longer in that fight or flight. You don't need to indulge. You don't need to go for it. So when you, when you kind of stop doing that, then your body's like, okay, actually food is around. I don't, I don't need to grab at it because it's there whenever I want it. And then you can like slowly bring yourself out of that. But that is a long process. So anyway, I'm like going off on tangents left, right and center. But, <laughs> but you know, it's my point is it, it's been a long journey and it, I'm really grateful that I had that aha moment of, you know, health or what you eat. You are what you eat in a really nice way. <laughs> Without the toxicity culture of <laughs> exactly <you> know, <laughs> restriction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I feel like aha moments are such like – it's so common sense, the, like those aha moments, like Tara, you were saying about um, your aha moment of like, oh, it affects the way you live. It's like, well, obviously, but no one thinks of that because of like the pressures of society and the diet culture that we see on TikTok and totally. social media. Like it's, it's crazy. And I remember I was speaking to someone, I don't know if like you guys feel the same, but 
what's the saying? Like you can you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. And it was like until someone actually realizes the importance of what they're doing or what they're not doing, you can give them all the information, but it's like at the end of the day up to them to actually change it and see how it's affecting them, which... 100%. And there's also that thing of like, I know this is something that I do and it's a toxic trait for sure, but like someone will tell me what to do and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite because you're telling me to do that. And it's that real kind of like you can't just be like, you're doing the wrong thing. You must eat like this way or that because like, oh, mm -mm. if you're telling me I have to eat carrots, then I am not eating carrot ever again. Like. Totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's more, and like, to, I don't know in terms of like the dietetics world, but especially in like the therapy world, you can't just say to someone like, go and do it. It's more about like, let's talk about what works for you and like give that advice and work out suggestions. And otherwise it is, it's so like, <laughs> you do, like you better do this. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's, and I guess that's also so the problem. Pressure. So you're just like, whatever. And I guess that's also the problem with, um, you know, influencers or whatever, whoever it is, practitioners who give very non-personalized plans. Like if they have, you know, one plan that they hope will fit everyone mm-hmm. and it might work for some and it might not work for others. But, um, you know, I think when you're dealing with, health in general, whether it's mental health or nutrition or whatever it is, it's so individualized. Everyone is so different. So, um, you know, I think, and I, and yeah, it's just, it's interesting. And what, what sucks is that people want a fast answer. Like they want to know now what to do now to help yeah. them. But unfortunately with most, well, fortunately or unfortunately with most health you know things it's it's a it's a process you can't just you know snap your fingers and be done which you know in today's I know there's a word for it but you know in everyone just wants a very quick reward um and yeah, you know that instant gratification and like you thank know, you I lost one. a kilo this week and so now I'm like yeah <laughs> it's I knew it's it had a word so incremental <laughs> instant gratification <laughs> that's it <laughs> it's like how many influences or like fitness programs have you seen that's like here's six weeks and like here's your meal plan and here's and it's just like no uh, on so many levels I, and, they, and they've got like 15 to 20 ingredients in every recipe i'm like i know <laughs> like who has like finger lime sitting in their cupboard i don't <laughs> fridge wherever you that's stored I don't know. <laughs> anyway i don't even know what that is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like food. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's, I feel like when it comes to influencers, it, it's so hard because, like, some of them do have experience, obviously, with their own mental health issues and they give that advice, which sometimes, like, that personal advice is a lot, um, what's the word, like, has maybe sometimes more value then someone who's just studied a degree but doesn't have any of their own personal experiences, not in all cases, um, but I think it's hard. Like when it comes to the food side of things, when they're putting out all this information and like Terry and I have spoken about it so much that like they'll put out juice cleanse and this cleanse and because they've got such huge engagement, 
all these people who are like following them and wanting to lose weight, they're like, oh, I'll just do a juice cleanse. But I don't know, Tay, is there stuff of like blood, I don't know, like blood sugar levels oh, involved? Sorry. And I thought you were going to say blood like, type. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> like blood sugar levels and all that, that they should actually see before they go and do a juice cleanse or whatever it is yeah I mean I don't know like it's it's different for everyone but I mean someone doing a juice cleanse is just as a specific example can be firstly feeding someone's eating disorder oh well this person said it's great Mm -hmm. so I must do it and they're like great I'm going to be calorie restricting for five days or whatever it is so that's the first thing that you got to be really mindful of the second thing is that you're not eating any solids. So, you know, you're obviously going to be missing out on nutrients of some variety. You're probably mainly having fruit and vegetables. So protein is probably lacking, calcium. You're not going to get any milk, I'm assuming. Fiber, what if you can't go to the bathroom for five days? Like all of these things like (laughs) grains, legumes, beans, those things which, you know, are so good for you and naturally detox you you don't need to do a juice cleanse to be naturally detoxing um that misinformation of why they're good for you that is so damaging and and it's it's scary real scary Mm. yeah i guess this is a really great place to um plug uh body love Oh, and body love women if you're looking on instagram um is this kind of like the misinformation and this kind of like really just murkiness of social media why you guys started to use your platform for such an incredible conversation and like some like taboo subjects like i love this month that we're currently recording in is sexual health (laughs) month and you guys have been like putting some really like really good information that you just wouldn't usually see on instagram about Thanks for the like kind words. <laughs> I mean, so much. But I feel like, yeah, Tara and I definitely had this conversation. Like the whole part of our plat, the whole idea of our platform was that it was going to be evidence based because there's so much misinformation on TikTok, social media, in the world about healthy eating or things about psychology that you know influencers influencers will post that do these three things and like you'll have such a happy day it's like for someone with severe depression and anxiety that is not going to touch sides for them so like yeah it was yeah a lot about the misinformation and I think there I think also just to like yeah (laughs) like to start the conversation about maybe things that people have seen online and are thinking like, yeah, I'm going to, this is, this is, I'm going to mm. jump on the health bandwagon and to start the conversation, um, which Nikki and I do almost every day, we talk about things, nutrition and mental health related that we are learning about it ourselves. And I guess the point of the platform, not, not only is to, you know, spread the truth about mental health and nutrition and hopefully, you know, just live, living healthy lives, but it's also mine and Nikki's journey for sure. Like we're going along this journey mm. too. We're, we're by no means at the end of our journeys either. Um, and we're pretty um, open about that as well. So, you know, this is this platform is a way not only for us to hopefully clarify 
you know, misinformation and spread, you know, what can actually help and to actually change lives. But it's also for us to live by it and to keep us accountable and make sure that we're also living truthfully and, you know, being healthy. Yeah. I also love that you've kind of so, destigmatized therapy. Like I myself, I, I'm on my own therapy journey and uh, I have tried a couple of different therapists and I kind of gave up for a couple of years because I was like, oh, that was a terrible experience. Like she literally oh. told me to join a sports team. I was like, if you know anything about me, a sports team <laughs> is not going to help my like issues. Cause I was going through like a traumatic divorce and she's like, yeah, go join a sports oh. team. And like, that'll like fix your problems. And I was like, I'm just going to quit therapy and just like get a shopping addiction and binge eat for a couple of years and then like circle back to this. <laughs> and now finding a therapist that actually gets me and like is working on things well like from childhood that like w- just a fundamentally kind of bringing things to the surface I think is such a great conversation and something that you talk about on the your platform all the time and I love that yeah I think it's so important I mean as well soon to be psychotherapist like I'm all for therapy anyone who I speak to and they're like should I go I'm like yes like why wouldn't you everybody should go (laughs) I love it when I go to therapy those are my favorite days I'm up at like 5 a.m ready to go (laughs) I love it I get so excited but it's true because we just did like a post and I've had some not some I've had a lot of questions from friends and just like clients that have come in being like I've had such terrible experiences like I don't know what therapy should be Mm -hmm. and obviously there's no like one size fits all for therapy but also especially like hearing your experience it definitely shouldn't be traumatic and also it should be a place where like you are heard and listened to and seen and it's about you and your needs and if the therapist doesn't know you and recommends a sports club to help with a divorce. Red flag. 100%. Get out, find like, a new one. <laughs> get out, find a new one. And you know what? There's a lot of pressure because I think a lot of people, and I was speaking to a friend about it, and she was like, I've been to two therapists and I can't find one that like fits for me and I don't know what to do. And like it made her feel really down. And I was like, people go to 10 therapists before they find one that works for them and it's a very intimate thing exactly and I don't think a lot of people think that they're like they kind of think of them as like dentists it's like oh well they're gonna fix my tooth and it's good to go it's like there's so much you need like to find the right therapist I don't know if it's the same in like like therapy as it is in dietetics or in nutrition in general but in in dietetics they're like oh we went to a bad dietitian let's let's find a naturopath or you know let's let's try a whole different profession Mm. Um, I don't know if it's the same, like if there are different types of therapy, like the sessions that you can like seek. Um, but it's like if you if you need your toilet fixed, you get a plumber. And if the plumber's bad, you find another plumber. Um, but I feel like in healthcare, it's just not the same. And they'll you like people just try and find anything that they possibly can. And that that's also scary. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Like it sounds the exact same. Some people go to like psychologists and be like, oh, they only did cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm going to someone else. And I think it's also about you're allowed to voice to your therapist what you want, what you need, and then go from there. And I think people are afraid to do that. 
because already they're so vulnerable. Yeah, and it's such an overwhelming experience. Like if you're already not in a great mental like state and you're trying oh, yeah. to seek help but you don't really know what you need and then you go there and the person isn't warm or isn't like what you'll initially experience, it's that instant like, oh, I'm just going to shut down. Like I, I'm, I'm done. I will just go back to the way that I was. And it's really difficult to kind of push through that sometimes. For sure. Yeah, it is. And always like I don't know about – again like nutrition what you would do in that first session but I know what I've been trying to do and I'm nowhere near as experienced as obviously a lot of therapists but I'm getting there um hey confidence like in the first sessions I know (laughs) I know thanks chair type girl always um yeah I know in the first sessions, like, as we're going through that conversation, I try just, like, write down some goals. And I did that as a patient as well, is, like, writing down goals as I'm speaking and thinking. So at the end, you can be like, this is what we spoke about. This is what I'm seeing is coming through and what we need to kind of work on. Are we on the same page here? And then kind of going from there of let's start, like, nitpicking at everything which I don't know if it's the same as nutrition, but yeah. And I think the thing, when I first found the therapist that I'm working with now, we had like a really long first session and she reiterated to me so many times, this is a judgment-free zone. Like I am not judging you. Like you can say anything and like it is judgment-free. And like it's such common sense, but like I actually needed her to say that because there's so many things that I didn't want to talk about because it's like, oh, she's going to judge me. Like she's going to think I'm stupid. And it's really like they're not there to judge you. They're there to help you. So like let go of the kind of like barrier. (laughs) Totally. That's so funny you say that. It's In every ethics, in every paper you read or learn, it's judgment-free space. Like that is it. And it, uh, the, so the amount of times I've had a patient be like, oh, don't ask me what I eat. I'm like, come on, <laughs> lay it on me. It's okay. Like, you know, we're, we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely. But so it's so hard to remember that. And, like, I think it's something as, like, especially as women, I think, we're, like, so critical of ourselves and it's inbred into us that, like, you know, you are the worst person. Like, no one, like – everything is worst case scenario and it's really hard to get past that kind of like I'm not that bad actually and like it's okay to be open and honest and seek help yeah and to think that you're not that bad (laughs) I don't know if you also yeah (laughs) yeah totally I don't know if you want some theory in in this podcast love it (laughs) when I was doing my research on the objectification theory and any other researchers out there, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But this is what I got from it, that, you know, ever since thousands of years ago back in the day, obviously men were seen as the, the better, the bigger first position. So women were always obviously made to feel less than or othered, whatever. And ever since then, like even against women, we feel competitive, jealous, whatever it is. And then as well to ourselves, because we're constantly thinking we're not good enough. We're not going to reach the top to compete with men. But then we're also thinking that for other women. And it's not obviously in those scenarios for like job positions or medals and competitions and stuff. But it's just like everyday life, as you said, that like 
we're constantly putting ourselves down. So we feel like we can't be ourselves or we can't say what we want to say or do what we want to do. And it's ridiculous. (laughs) And it makes me so angry that there's just like inherent these inherent factors about women. Mm. Well, I think it was in um, – because in, we did the Lady Startup together, Nikki and I, and one of the, the courses that Mia Friedman says all the time was, like, men will apply for jobs that they're, like, 80% qualified for and oh. women at, like, 100% will still doubt themselves. And it's like, God, to have that confidence and, like <laughs> – Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I feel like I've tried to take that in my stride and just, like – Every time any opportunity comes up, I'm really trying to force myself to just be like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm Nikki. This is what I do. Let's chat. And then, I don't know, smart comes on it. <laughs> Hope for the best. Exactly. I've been working with a lady called Amy Chaskari and her one of her big things is like why wouldn't you like why not rather than why would I do that and the amount of things that like Mm. I'm starting to like slowly come out of my shell and be like oh I wouldn't usually do this like a great example so I went to the comedy festival in Melbourne earlier this year and it's a tradition that I go with my sister but my sister got really sick and so um, she couldn't go and so I had all these spare tickets and then I overheard a lady in the front row of the first show go oh sorry my partner's not coming like you can all move down the seat if you want to come closer to the middle and so like my introverted self was just like maybe she wants to go to some of the other shows with me and like it was so uncomfortable but I was like hey like I don't know if like you're in town or whatever but like I've got tickets to Ursula Carlson and like a couple of other shows like do you want to come and she's like oh my god yes she's like my boyfriend's homesick and she's like I have nothing else to do and we had the best Hello. weekend together because she ended up coming for like two more nights worth of shows. We went out for breakfast and like we made friends from like this random situation. And like I would have never done that before. And it was so good to just kind of like back myself and like say, hey. So I just got awesome. goosebumps. That's so, oh my god. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I mean, also, hello, you're creating a podcast. <laughs> like, exactly (laughs) for someone introverted chatting to people about them and their professions and everything like yeah Yeah. go step yeah go step (laughs) so i guess wow what else what else what else there are so many things but like what (laughs) is the thing that you love most about the platform that you're creating and like what are you getting because i can just imagine that like people are like oh my god i love you and like you're getting all sorts of like people sharing stories with you because you've opened that conversation i i think like slowly because it's still i think quite new and it's changed from what was to do women now to body love which is a very different narrative around something that's a lot more vulnerable than just achieving goals i think it's I mean, people have definitely reached out when we're talking about different topics, but I think as well it takes some time to just trust Terry and I and get to know us, get a bit more comfortable with us, and then maybe they'll be open to sharing. I mean, it's exactly like therapy. Like (laughs) you get comfortable with – or the dietitian comfortable with them and then you open up more. So I think it will take time, but we've definitely had some awesome conversations so far and I mean and as I don't know if you totally and as I was saying like it's really pushing pushing us to go further and to do more and to think think about how we think about things and I guess that's the whole point is to 
challenge challenge current perspectives of what health and social media mm. want us to think and um and yeah I just I love that the platform does speak about things that aren't always spoken about and and hopefully as the as the months and years go on we can start yeah as Nikki was saying build that relationship and really um change the way that people live you know I think at the beginning it it can be hard because you're like well you know what does this mean but hopefully over time you know common themes and patterns will pop up here and there and our true beliefs will also come through in what we're saying and because of that people can adopt certain habits and that that's how we can hopefully start changing the way that people live as well I I shared a couple of your posts with one of my friends, just like I DM'd them and I was like, like, you know how we were talking about like this like vibrator company the other day? I was like, this is the one. Like and like see some other like and like just kind of conversations that like you don't normally have, but you're kind of like, well, like a flicking a post and being like, well, actually, like check out this company. Yeah. It makes yeah. it easier to have that conversation. And then we and it had like in-depth conversations that I would have never imagined like having like with my friends and like sending links and being like, well, this is what I like. And like the like Bush lubricant is like the best, like get on that. And it was yeah. such a freeing conversation <laughs> that was like inspired by an Instagram post. And like, yeah, it's, it's I awesome. think you guys have a really Aww. powerful platform. That makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. I love talking about vibrators, as you can tell. No, like, it's one of those things that's like, it is like a joyful thing, but yet we kind of yeah. feel reserved. Like, how did you get over like, well, I don't know, maybe you just love it so much that it was easy to come onto Instagram and talk about them. But what was that like journey like to be like, you know what, guys, here it is. I mean... I think it's like I've always been very open in terms of talking about (laughs) everything. Um, So there wasn't really much of a journey of like coming out of that. But I mean, actually, one example, like with family and stuff, like I have a collection of vibrators out for my family, my granny to see. And I kind of just like going on the platform and talking about it and then getting responses of like, um, even when I spoke about the gynecologist, we got so many messages about like, I don't know, someone messaged um, like, why does it hurt when I do this position having sex? And then I spoke to the gynecologist about it and he was giving me all this information. And at the end of the day, I was like, it's it shouldn't be taboo. It's something that's just like scientific. We have pleasure. It makes us happy. It reduces stress. It releases endorphins, oxytocin. Like it's why does it have to be this thing of like, oh, you said vagina and you said vibrator and lube, and it's like it just is. And I get it. For some people, it's so uncomfortable and it's so taboo, and that's fine. And not everyone's into talking about this and needs to have vibrators and everything but for those who want to and feel uncomfortable like it yeah and I reach out <laughs> I'm happy to talk about it well that's the thing there's probably also something to say just to bring us back to that question that you asked before what what do we love most about the platform is that the more that people reach out the more that we can get a sense of what they want. So once they did say, you know, Mm. what about all these things with sex and what about all these things with vibrators and what about these things with products, then 
we can reach out to those people and have those conversations that people might not be happy to have and show them what what is yeah. well Nikki can because I'm still coming to terms with it but <laughs> um but you know so that kind of stuff is is good because um we can have the conversations that people might not want to have and share it for everyone to mm. share with their friends and then they can have the conversations with people that they are comfortable having the conversations with yeah and you're creating such a yeah. safe space that like it's again there's no judgment like <laughs> slide into the dms because <laughs> we're all excited to have yeah. conversations <laughs> yeah totally and I think it helps like being, I mean, most of our audience is the age 18 to 35 years old. And because we're in that as well, I think it helps speaking to young people about things that we've either experienced. How did you relatable? Yeah, yes. it's 100% relatable. How did your family react to seeing your like collection? collection. I think they were like, oh, trust it's Nikki, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> We tried. <laughs> um, I think they were just like, it's part of her niche and like the sex, I mean, sexual wellness and vibrators and body and confidence and empowerment and all that. Like they just were like, okay, I guess that's what young women are talking about. So That's awesome. I'm still scared to tell my yeah. mum that I've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, no. Should, do you want to chat about that should we go into it oh, it's a free space non, it actually, no, know, judgment. <laughs> non judgment no judgment it's really interesting like, I, it's obviously one of the things that I talk about in therapy but like I have that kind of barrier where it's like oh I I am happy for the world to know that I have like a platform but like knowing that people in my life that I have like this outlet is really overwhelming and scary and I yeah it's one of those things that I've got to get No, I, I get that. Tad and I, like, you're the same, but totally. I sometimes block off, like, sometimes my friends will come up to me and be like, oh, I saw that post, it was so cool. I was like, oh, you watch it? Like, you follow? <laughs> it's like yeah. an uncomfortable feeling of, like, you're really, you're, you're seeing me. Like, I'm being so vulnerable and you're really seeing me. Exactly. Which is crazy because I think it's, like, that fear of rejection or judgment. Definitely. I think I think we're also yeah. trying to I think you know all of us in our own way are trying to make make a mark in the world and you know I guess we're all scared mm. of failure um in that as well and you know when when you when you're speaking to a blank wall or someone that you might not know intimately it's it's easier um, like when you're drunk and go to the bathroom and there are other girls there, whole life comes out easy. <laughs> but the second that, oh, you know, you're totally. with a family member or a friend, it's like, oh, okay, like this, you know, I guess, and I guess that brings, you know, it is about the the non-judgment space, um, you know, where, where you're then potentially, you know, up for judgment. <laughs> I remember I yeah. on the first time I got a message of someone that I knew in the real world on my business account for my underwear company, I was like, <gasps> and I didn't open the message for hours because I was like, I'm so scared of their judgment. And like, it was actually a really nice message, but that like instant, like if someone in the real world knows, then it must yeah. be a bad thing. Yeah, totally. I like even sometimes when we get messages and it's from like a company or a person that I've been following and really like and value, I'm like, oh my God. And it, you can see it's going to be nice, but I still like wait an hour because I'm just like, oh my God, what are they going to say? It's like, 
Yeah. It's, it's the default setting of panic. <laughs> yeah. Tam, maybe you can just go through the – you can look at the messages. <laughs> yes. Just so open them. You can open up the people I know and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect thing exactly. about being a duo. You've got – you're really oh. good balance. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Nikki's like, I'm just going to shoot for the stars and I don't really care if, if, if I fall or if I land. And I'm like, hold on, let's just like one step at a time. <laughs> let's like find the ladder. It's, yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. It's good. It's a great balance. Good balance. I'm just everywhere and Terry's like, <laughs> focus. <laughs> what do you need? Oh, 100%. What have you like both learnt about yourselves through this journey? Great question. Well, I can be controlling. <laughs> oh, God. Right, Ted? No, not at all. <laughs> I think you think that you're controlling, but you're really not. <laughs> not at all. That's nice to hear. No, I think, I think, I think to make it, um, I think, uh, I was going to say maybe we should say it about each other rather. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think for me, um, I've learnt um, about a little bit. It's still it's still early days. We're still treading treading the water. Mm. Um, but I yes. I think I think I've learnt a little bit where my strengths are and what I'm passionate about and what what I can't what what is also my limitations. What I can't do. Um, and I think I think that is also important to acknowledge. I know we're very much like we can do anything. We're the best. We're female. But like I think there is also something to say in acknowledging, you know, when you can't do something and not not necessarily beating yourself up about it, you know. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I've as I was saying, I definitely think that this this whole process has really b- consolidated for me and continued to push me to you know, challenge ideas of health and to push me to making healthy choices, you know, every day. Mm, that's awesome. I love that. I wish I could be more into the, like, let's challenge my, like, healthy ways of thinking because I'm still so in the space of, like, oh, my God, influences. And I, I guess that's what I'm trying to, like, as – Terry said like sharing our journeys like I'm still on that journey of trying to go away from influences and all these people being a size zero I'm not skinny shaming at all but being a size zero and being on the all these platforms being like that yeah like the comparison and everything I'm definitely still on that journey but something I have learned about myself is now I'm very critical. Like when something does come up and I see someone who is a size zero, I'm like, why am I feeling uncomfortable right now in my skin? Why am I not feeling confident in my curves? <laughs> um, and like challenging that thought, is it societal pressures? Is it myself? Is it, as you, you know, like childhood stuff? Like where is this all coming from? So I really like that I've learned that about myself and hopefully continue to do more of that. And I guess as as we go through that, we can then create resources as well for other people to then, you know, mm. they're feeling the same way, then they know where to go. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes half the battle is just identifying the behavior. Like I'm doing a lot of work to go, oh, actually, that's actually a boundary for me. So like learning what your boundaries yeah. actually are, even if it's before setting them, it's kind of getting to that educational piece to be like, actually, no, this is uncomfortable and trying to do that discovery of why it's uncomfortable. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we can't change it if we can't identify it or we're not aware of it. So it's definitely the first step. And I think for, for Nikki and I as well, having the balance of nutrition and mental health, we can have conversations for hours with each other and mm. and then we're like, oh, we should probably like record this. <laughs> so I think it's also just like for the two of us as well, just to be like, wow, this is so much clarity and how do, yeah, like it's just, it's that constant journey that, um, you know, we're we're thrilled to be, you know, taking everyone on and being vulnerable and being like, hey, we're also on this journey and hopefully we can just share that with you. But also like on the, on the other side, as professionals in the nutrition and mental health space, you know, we can, you know, we can hopefully provide that evidence-based understanding and clarity, you know. It's such a powerful place to be. Like you're both like – not only passionate about it, but have that kind of evidence backing and qualification. So it's not just kind of like, well, well, like, you know, I I Googled this and this is what I think it's evidence. Yeah. It's a good few years of Hexby's (laughs) debt and (laughs) Google Scholar. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, just, just the other day, (laughs) just the other day I was, you know, scrolling on TikTok and there was this awesome educational TikTok. And it was amazing. It was like, oh, my God, like, follow me. I'm on, like, seven days, seven health things or whatever it was. And I was like, this is awesome. I want to do this. And I was like, let me see what she's done. And I went on and I was like, oh, my God, these are terrible. This is terrible advice. I was like, I I was just like, there's no regulation. Who is regulating this? Like bone broth isn't that good. Yeah. I'll just put it out there. It's just not. It doesn't have that many benefits. <laughs> I'm sorry, haters gonna hate. Um, but <laughs> you know, I'm. It just, it just like we that when I see that, and I'm sure Nikki feels the same about those strategies to you know for therapy mm. and all that that stuff. It's just kind of like I need to clarify. <laughs> Let's get the record yeah. straight. Um, because this isn't helping. Yeah. It kind of goes back to what you were mentioning earlier about like, you know, you can see a post to be like three things to make sure that you have a good day. And it's like, if I'm in like a depressive state or like I am not in a, in a place to get up and dance to my favorite song, like that's only going to make me feel worse because I can't even get out of bed to do that. 100%. Like, so I've spoken to so many people who are like, and I mean, I've even, when I had like the to-do platform and I was posting things of do this and get out of bed and go for a walk. And I think someone actually messaged me and was like, this doesn't apply to everyone. Like you can't do that cookie cutter approach, which made me click back then, which I'm so conscious about it now because posting about that to everyone, if someone is severely depressed, you should be saying, go see your GP, get a mental health care plan, go see a psychologist, and maybe you need medication, not just like natural gratitude techniques. Like, you know. You can't journal out everything. 
No. <laughs> Waste of paper. But it is really important, I think, that both of us are here, like, challenging that and trying to just get people to be aware of the information that they're receiving and digesting every single day on TikTok, Snapchat, God knows, <laughs> all these... I can't keep up. Social media platforms. Yeah. And like, I think the one kind of like good thing towards the TikTok algorithm is you're kind of creating your own world. Like I was talking to someone, she's like, oh yeah, like I'm seeing all these like deep feminist things and I'm seeing like dating advice. And I was like, oh, I see none of that. I'm like, I've got some dogs. I've got like a real curvy like thing going on. And like, it's like really reflective of me. And like, as soon as you hit that not interested, you can kind of filter out some of the things if you're critical about it, being like, no, I don't actually want that in my life. Mm. And you can make kind of like a more positive, like you still obviously get some things and be like, this is not accurate, nor does it apply to me. Um, but I think yeah. we are kind of slowly, slowly, and with platforms like your own, moving towards that kind of self-love and trusting your body and kind of hopefully moving away from like this perfectly posed and airbrushed image. Well, it's interesting. In the thesis that I was writing, there was so much information about the fact that, yes, there are these body positive platforms out there. It's great. It's helping to reduce the anxiety, the body dysmorphia, like those negative perceptions. But then there's also now coming in this slim, thick look, like the Kardashian slim, thick look, which is and I haven't read too much into that. And a lot of the papers are still like, there's not a lot of evidence on it. Well, the ones I read in Australia, but they were saying that like, if not, it's even more harmful because it's not natural. If you're wanting to go, and I don't know how to phrase this without like, I'll say it. And then maybe we need to do a disclaimer, <laughs> but the way to get really skinny is like the purging or not eating or whatever it is but the slim thick eye body is surgery like you can't get that just by I mean you go do 100 squats you can get a big booty but like the actual like, like that BBL really kind of thing waist, yeah like that's surgery people are going to surgeons being like make me look like this or putting filters on their face make me look like this which is even more harmful I think oh, great. you know that they're probably cutting e- into equally, their bodies to look a certain way equally yeah which I feel really passionate about and I just need to put that in there no I, I feel the same about filters on like Instagram and TikTok I have a strict no filter rule and like I even like today like I'm not wearing any makeup like I'm really trying to accept my face for what it is because for so long you know like even back when Snapchat was the first one you get this like dysmorphia of like what your face actually looks like and then you take off your makeup the other day and you're like oh that's my face I don't like this. it's <laughs> exactly and then <laughs> yeah. like, it, I think it's really warping our own perception of ourselves and it's creating yeah. this kind of yeah I, I just I hate filters I really am just not a fan but that's just me personally yeah and it's hard because it's like some people do do it for fun but then you're like it's the intent behind it. Were you doing this because you hate your face or you're doing it because like the puppy dog yeah. is like a cute little filter or you want to make your skin look airbrushed and have a small nose. Like, or like how many people do you see on Instagram? Be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, like ignore my face. Like I haven't like put on makeup or I haven't done this. It's like, you shouldn't have to apologize 
the mm. looking like you like it's yeah I, I mean i don't know where the future can go in social media because filters are such a huge thing and it makes pages look creative and stories look fun and people look better but yeah anyway <laughs> we'll we'll work on it <laughs> it can be on our <laughs> Future to do. I'm going to start like writing to Instagram and like, please remove the filters unless they've got puppy dog ears because we all know that we don't have puppy <laughs> yeah. dog ears. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Thank you so much both for being here today. I would love to wrap up with some like your tips or your goals or just something that you would love the listeners to know or live something that you live by. Mm. I love these questions. They're making me reflect. Sure. Totally. Do you want me to go next or you want to go? Yeah, I'm still, yeah. You think, you think. Okay, so I guess for me, and I think hopefully, um, I feel like I've been like just on repeat, but like I hopefully the message that we got across is firstly to be critical about um, what other people tell you about health and um and mental health and well-being in general um and to listen to your body I guess would be the other one and to really nourish yourself you know if you you know come to us ask us questions you know if you aren't sure how to do that properly if you're not sure what you should be eating if you're getting um, you feel like you're getting sucked into the diet culture or, you know, fad diet, um, you know, social media stuff and you're just not sure where to go, ask a professional that you trust and continue searching until you find one that you feel fits with you and makes you feel good. Because if you're not feeling good, then there's something that you can be doing to make yourself feel better, um, whether that's visiting a GP, a pra- practitioner, journaling, eating a fruit, whatever it is. Um, So, yeah, those are my – and I guess what I live by is just every every time I'm doing something, every time – and this – at least from the beginning, this is how it started for me, is that every time I decided to eat something, every time I decided to go shopping to the groceries, it was, is this food going to make me live longer and benefit my health? And if not, why not? So, you know, if it's if I'm craving ice cream and it's not going to necessarily benefit my health, maybe not, but I'm still, you know, there's a reason why I'm having it. I'm enjoying it with my friends or whatever it is. But I think that mentality of like, you know, what am I doing every day to help me live longer? Really, that's that's what I live by. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So inspirational. I need to <laughs> think more like that. <laughs> you know, when people say, oh, I love love, that's that's like we love life. So we just got to keep, keep yeah. doing something every day just to make our life more enriched and healthy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Definitely. And I, I think off that, like in terms of living life, in the mental health aspect of it, it is really hard to live life and to adult. Like, life can be really tough. And I think being kind to yourself, I know everyone says that and it's so, like, cliche saying be kind to yourself. But 
in terms of food, like as Terry said, if you're having that ice cream, enjoy it, like indulge in it. And I think, you know, we've spoken about that quite a bit. Like if you're having it, indulge, enjoy. Um, yeah, no, we don't need, we don't well, need like, healthy food that's not healthy just because it says healthy in it. We can just <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it and move on. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, um, and I think in terms of, you know, if you're not feeling good, do things that will make you feel good. Reach out, if it's not to us, reach out to a friend, reach out to another platform that can help with guiding you as to how to see a psychologist. A lot of people don't know that you can get a mental health care plan and get help with the fee and the costs of it because it can be really expensive. and if they're not good and you don't feel comfortable, do it until you find someone, a therapist that is good because there will be someone out there for you. And it's really important that you do find someone that you trust with your vulnerability and if it's your traumas or whatever it is, um, which I think is really important. And there's definitely but, also the other, just to tag onto the end, there are different types of yeah. therapy. So like sometimes you know, just talk therapy may not be the right one for you. So, you know, trying different types can help. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Now, where can everyone find your incredible platform? On Instagram, you can find us at bodylove.women. And we're updating our email and everything. So we'll put like the that personal information up on Instagram soon and people can email us and reach out and um, TikTok or DM us. We're always on the Instagram. And TikTok. TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Can't we forget our TikTok. TikToks. We're not good at it, but we try. Can't forget <laughs> it. We put <laughs> I will also tag We're it all there? in the show notes so that everyone can easily find you because everyone well, maybe needs to be you a part of your maybe platform. Maybe not yet. <laughs> nah, no, come along yes. and laugh with we us. We need the love. <laughs> We're trying. Or at us, we don't mind. <laughs> That's well, thank you both um, so much. I have loved this so much and you are welcome to come back anytime because this has been amazing oh thanks for having us it's been awesome and thank you for like yeah and for what you're doing you know speaking to people i don't know if it's just women but so far just women but eventually we'll maybe expand to some men yeah also i I just people about their journeys and stuff and also i feel like what you're doing is just helping us also consolidate and reflect on what we're doing which is just so cool and just like women supporting women and yeah. love it i love it yeah it was it was like our own free therapy session if you just had as much fun as we did come follow us on instagram at confetti curves leave a five-star review and subscribe so you never miss an episode